Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT, and I'm joined by my colleague, John Grenier, Director of Product Strategy. Hi, John. Hey, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Great. And today, John and I are going to talk about what many refer to as cold data storage, and then we'll cover strategies for managing and storing it. So let's dive right in, John. What is cold data? Cold data refers to data that is rarely accessed, Shannon, or infrequently used, therefore considered cold. Cold data is the opposite of hot data may sound obvious, but hot data, which is data that is frequently accessed. Um, Another term that can be used, and and we hear in the industry for cold data, is inactive data. Mm -hmm. Cold data typically needs to be retained for business and compliance reasons on a long-term or permanent basis based upon the data that's in that system or just the, the government or state or just regulatory need. So it can come with some variance there, but it does have a different type of kind of feel and and requirement to it compared to hot data. Got it. Got it. And so then from a cost perspective, would it be reasonable to think that cold data is cheaper to store than hot data? For sure. To optimize long-term storage costs, cold data storage is usually a more economical approach that can be stored in lower performance and less expensive storage environments since less access functionality and compute is needed. Got it. Okay. So what are some use cases then for cold data storage? Inactive data is really the main use case. That's data that needs to be offloaded to free up space for active data, essentially reducing costs. But it allows for server decommissioning, optimizing storage resources within your organization. Another one that comes up is is really no user, user base or interaction. It's data that doesn't need to be accessed or released by staff members requiring a user interface. For cold storage, it generally is a technical user that would be accessing the data and they could be enabling it for another user within the organization, but that's typically the one that that is interacting with it. Okay, so interesting because you said cold storage is often for compliance and often we are storing records for compliance and then releasing records when they're requested. So what about release of information workflows with cold storage? Great question. If release of information is needed, cold data storage is not a good solution. Our health data archiver solution would be the best approach for release of information workflows and active data needs. This solution has a user interface and is designed for clinical and release of information use cases. Right. So that, okay, so that user interface with, you know, active data. So if they're going to be hitting it daily for release of information, better to go with an active archive versus cold storage. So I'm understanding then that cold storage is more for limited access and definitely that infrequent use that you've talked about. So what are some key benefits then for cold storage and that infrequent access? You're exactly right, Shannon. There are several benefits that that we've come to identify. One is hosting. It offers the security and high reliability of public cloud hosting with multi-region redundancy. There's also the factor of prevention. It prevents primary and active archive storage from being overloaded with inactive data. And we want to make sure we're going through and analyzing that and determining when it can be offloaded. But that is a, a key benefit, especially when it comes to cost, is making 
making sure that we're moving that inactive data to the appropriate storage level. Decommissioning is another key benefit. That's really what we specialize in, but this allows for decommissioning of existing servers, eliminating the need to host or maintain data on premises. Compliance is a major factor in the world we live in and the industry that we're in. Complying with HIPAA privacy and security regulations is of the utmost importance, and that is all covered and a key benefit of cold data storage. But also, you know, at the end of the day, simplicity and scalability It really scales to to address data growth as part of a comprehensive data management strategy at the end of the day. So we recently launched a cold storage solution at Harmony Healthcare IT called Health Data Locker. Can you describe what that offering is about? Yeah, we're really excited about this new offering. We were experiencing a lot of demand for a low-cost, secure storage solution that could address the use cases I've mentioned while ultimately providing long-term storage for inactive data. In the spirit of innovation and being the best health data management partner in the industry, we created Health Data Locker as a product offering to meet this need, and our customers couldn't be happier with the diverse and ever-growing solutions that we offer. Okay, and how might an organization's cold storage needs vary, and how are we scaling to accommodate those needs? We wanted to be flexible and, and meet the customer where, where they needed us. We analyzed voice of the customer feedback, the use cases that I've touched on. We created two tiers of storage that are offered within Health Data Locker. The difference in tiers include access levels, frequency of access, format, and cost in a, the models that we produced. Tier one essentially is a file copy. So the end user, the technical user would gain complimentary access to a copy of the data once every 36 months in a flat file format provided by Harmony Healthcare IT. Tier two, a little variation here, there's still a file copy, but we also offer an ODBC connection to get to the raw data. That end user would gain complimentary access to a copy of the data once annually in a flat file format and or access to a secure ODBC connection once annually for a two-week period. That connection would be established and disconnected by our IT team. But really that variation between tier one and tier two is the format and the the complementary access within that 36-month window or 12-month window on an annual basis. If somebody needed additional access within either of those tiers, there is an additional cost, but we tried to model it based upon the use cases and the demand that was presented to us from some of our customers. Mm -hmm. So when you say infrequent, you really mean infrequent. That's once a year or once every three years. So what if a technical resource needed to access it more frequently and they knew ahead of time that they might have that need? Yeah, great question. You know, as we start to evaluate this more and hear more feedback, especially in that tier two, you know, once they start to get a feel for it and they get that ODBC connection established, they may want it more frequently. So what we're looking at and starting to build out in Q4 is a tier three offering that would really be a persistent database connection to address more of a reporting use case from a data analyst persona perspective. Think of this as a dedicated reporting database that you no longer need to host or maintain in your environment, but you can really dictate, you know, days of the week and and hours within a day for uptime, which, you know, influences cost, but depending upon your needs and, and how often you need to access this data from an ODBC connection standpoint, that's essentially what we're building out in this tier three offering. We expect to have that available in the first half of 2022. 
Gotcha. Okay. So very inactive data access it once every three years, once a year, you could do an a persistent connection, an ODBC connection. What if an organization, though, has to retain data that requires more access than what you've just described? What are some other options for storage? Right. As part of our comprehensive inventory discovery and reconciliation process powered by Health Data Planner, which is another application that we offer in an online digital experience to kind of, you know, take that inventory of all of your systems and applications, determine priority, what type of storage and and kind of product offering that would fit into it. Our team will work with your organization to determine the best solution to meet your needs based upon that analysis or ongoing analysis, because these are typically long-term partnerships. In this type of scenario, Shannon, where your end users need more frequent access to the data, our health data archiver and health data AR manager solutions would be the best approach to implement especially if the use case for access pertains to patient record analysis, clinical evaluation, ongoing release of information, or AR rundown. Right. So both of those have a user interface and are designed and built for users to be accessing that data every day then. Exactly. Um, Yeah, perfect. Okay. Well, John, thanks for joining us. That was a great overview of cold data and some approaches for storing it. Thanks for introducing us to this Health Data Locker offering. We appreciate all the information. Thanks, Shannon. Yep. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in and listening. Join us next time for another short discussion around legacy data and strategies for storing it. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.